Hello, you're welcome to the continuation of the podcast. So we're going to continue tackling the issue of depression. Let's find out what the Bible says. Now, there are a few people in the Bible that I want us to take a look at. Okay, and one of them being David. You know, we've talked about David and how he hardly um, recovered from the death of Absalom. So we find that such a harrowing experience sometimes serves as a trigger. As a trigger. Another person that I want us to look at is King Saul. One of the the things that I found interesting, or almost intriguing, was how Saul ended up. The Bible talks about him that he was anointed. He was anointed as king. And then after he was anointed as king, God gave him specific assignments to perform. And he didn't do them, so God dismissed him as king. But where it gets interesting is, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And then it says that an evil spirit came and tormented him. An evil spirit came and and tormented him. Now, I thought that, well, if he was no longer fit to be king, that does not mean that and like God would now send an evil spirit to torment him. You need to understand that in the Old Testament, they didn't have much revelation about the devil. So everything was God allowed it, God let it be, and all that. And um, st- students of the Bible will, say, will tell you that when the Bible says that God sent an evil spirit, it's more like a permissive sense because he had opened himself up so I found out that um, Saul was doubling into certain things. Okay, so let, let's go to the book of, of First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 15. And then the Bible says that the... So in First Samuel chapter 15, what happened was Samuel had confronted Saul about some of the things that he was doing. And had told him that God had torn the kingdom away from him. So let's go to chapter 16 now. The Bible talks about verse 14, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And then I said that this was more of the permissive sense. But why we are studying this is to look at this one cause okay, of um, depression is that it's a spirit, it's a spirit of heaviness. So you'll find that in the life of King Saul. So let's continue reading. And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit trouble thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp. And it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man. And a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David your son, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread, and a bottle of wine, and a kid, and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Okay. Verse 23. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. What is happening here? Saul began to have these mood swings. He began to have mood swings. And they knew that it was an evil spirit. At least he knew, and the people around him knew it. So they said, let's get you a, a, someone who is very good at playing the harp. And any time that demon is tormenting you, the person will play, and you will be fine. So he said, okay, sure. So find me somebody. So they found David. The Bible says he was a cunning player. He was a skillful player. 
And the Bible says, it came to pass, this is 1 Samuel 16, verse 23, it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, this is where I want to emphasize. It says that Saul, David played with his hand. Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. You, you would think that it would say that the evil spirit departed from him, and then he was refreshed and was well. But here the Bible says that once he was refreshed and was well, the evil spirit departed from him. So it's more than just cause and effect. It's more like a cycle that, yes, evil spirits can induce that um, episode of depression. They can do that, and sometimes they afflict people like that. But also, when somebody gives themselves to that um, spirit of heaviness for a long time, it actually invites evil spirits to, into their camp. It actually invites evil spirits into their camp. So that's one thing that you, you'll find over there, that they, they may not have started it, but as it prolongs, we studied about how God did not even want the high priest to be sad. Because when you have an environment of heaviness, it becomes a place where um, Satan likes to operate. They don't like an environment of joy, the joy of the Lord. They don't like that. What do we read in Psalm 45 verse 17? He talks about what? The, the oil of gladness. He said God has anointed Jesus Christ with the oil of gladness above his fellows. And now we're finding here that whenever that mood swing was happening with King Saul, and he was moody, he was depressed, David took the harp. And when he played, what happened? The anointing came. And then, remember that by now, David had become anointed. He was anointed by now. So he played with his hand. And then as he played, Saul was refreshed. Once he was refreshed, he got well. And then once he got well, the evil spirit departed from him. It's important to get yourself into a happy state and also to avoid things that put you in an unhappy state. Okay. Now, I used to... Remember in my teenage years, I was just completely, I, I sold out to what they call cools, you know, those love songs and um, about heartbreak and everything. So I liked them so much. I liked them. You couldn't talk me out of them. I learned them. I sang them. I listened to them. Whatever I was doing, if we were playing on the radio, I would just make sure I went there to listen. And they used to have these programs on radio in the afternoon early afternoons and um, during those programs they would play very cool music and all kinds of heartbreak songs um, and I always made sure that I tuned in when I could okay so this way I cultivated that habit over time as the years went by and then I began to um, have certain struggles with um, depression and I realized that this thing was a contributing factor because singing about um, heartbreak and disappointments and all those things does not really lift up your spirit. does not really lift up your spirit. But when David played the right tune, what happened? The Bible says that Saul was refreshed. He was refreshed. When he plays, he played the right tune, the Bible says that he was refreshed and was well. And the evil spirit departed from him. Have you noticed that? So, even the kind of music we listen to has an, can have an effect on you. If some people are given to dark um, humor and even movies and things like that. But those things serve to depress the soul. They serve to depress the soul. So this was happening to King Saul. I do not know what he was listening to before David began to play. But obviously, if David would play and he would become refreshed, then why not have David play more often? 
so that you don't even get into that state to begin with. So I wanted to show this aspect to you. Another thing that I assume that, or from my study of the word, something happened. The, and I want to show you. There was a time where David was uh, running away from King Saul. So when David was running away from King Saul, the Bible says that he went to his house, okay? Um, he ran away to his house. Because what happened was there was a time when um, Saul wanted to kill him. So Saul threw the javelin at him. And then when he threw the javelin, the, uh, David dodged him, okay? Um, David dodged him. And so he was angry. So what did he do? He decided to go and... Um, he decided to go and run away to his house. So he ran away to his house. And the Bible says that when he got to the house, the, his, his, his wife told him that he, he better run away now because her father wanted to kill David. So David fled. And then Saul sent people to go and call David, bring him over. So when they got to the house, his wife said, Michal, she said that David was sick. And so they went back to tell King Saul. King Saul said, bring him so that I can kill him in his bed. And so when they went in there, they went into the bedroom and they uncovered the bed and there was a, there was a statuette. There was a statue in the, in the bed covered up with um, goat hair. Uh, so they thought it was David, but when they uncovered it, it was a statue. So David, Saul was angry with his daughter. He said, why did you um, trick me like this? And the daughter said, oh, it was David. Who threatened me that if I didn't let him escape, he would kill me. So that um, that's what happened. Now, this is the interesting part of it. Okay, is this? What I want to emphasize is this. When you look at the expression, the word that the Lord, let me find this. Let me find the scripture. Okay. Let me find the scripture. Okay, so first Samuel chapter 19. Saul also sent messengers unto, from verse 11 unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michal, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michal let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. And Michal took an image and laid it in the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster and covered it with cloth. Okay, so she took an image. Now, the word there that is translated as um, image is the word teraphim, okay, teraphim. And its meaning refers to, it says family idol, okay. Brown River Bricks Dictionary actually says that it means idolatry, idols, images, family idol. Then it says a kind of idol used in household shrine or worship, okay. So it's a similar um, example when, you know, the Bible talks about, about a, uh, Rebecca, in the book of Genesis chapter 31, verse 19, the Bible says, Laban went to share his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. So these images were not just sculptures. These were um, idols. Okay, so you find that Michal took an idol and put it in the bed, and she was Saul's daughter. So I think this, what does this suggest? You know, that Saul was probably into some form of idolatry. You know, God had told him, first of all, to destroy the Amalekites and he wouldn't do it because God said it would be a snare to you 
they, right here you find that his daughter had a, an, an idol it says a family idol that he used in shrine worship and that was what she disguised as David so the and this would not be strange that Saul was having those episodes of depression okay now another example is Genesis chapter 31 verse 19 here it talks about Rachel Rachel was Laban's daughter okay now Rachel Laban's daughter um, he, she and her sister had married Jacob and Jacob decided to leave their father and go back to his home because he had stayed there for 20 years Laban had cheated him and everything but God had helped him and God had blessed him so he decided to leave so when he called his wives and told them what did they do they, they agreed to live with him but Rachel the Bible says she stole her father's images she stole the images that were her father's and again the word there is teraphim it's talking about idols so Laban's family idols Rachel took them now do you think that she was taking them um, to serve as firewood no I don't think so she was taking them along with her because she was still giving to what idolatry you need to understand that yes these people had a certain relationship with God but not very deep okay and the Bible even talks about them that they used to worship idols okay they used to worship idols so Rachel had taken her father's gods now this is no surprise that Rachel also suffered from depression you could say it was because she didn't have a child but she got to a point where she was almost suicidal what did she say to Jacob she said give me a child give me children else I die so she was virtually suicidal at that point okay so dabbling in things like that I want to share something with you um, things with the occult and all that are things that can expose people also to depression not that everybody who has no 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 that's what I'm saying I'm just giving you certain examples okay so maybe you want to talk to somebody you want to minister to somebody you want to share with somebody and then you understand when you know these things you are able to watch out for them okay I remember some time ago I met a, a, a young woman and this young woman was selling in a restaurant a fast food joint and they had um, brought her to the hospital because she she would collapse for periods and when she woke up she wouldn't even know what had happened to her and when she came in you realize that she couldn't focus she couldn't look you in the eye she looked a bit downcast and everything so as I interrogated her she she just said to me that she doesn't even know why that thing the thing was coming on her was happening to her and that she wondered if it had anything to do with something she had tattooed on her neck and she had tattooed a snake on her neck you know and um, that's again that's not to say that every tattoo is devilish or something but who knows one who made it who did the tattoo for her whether it was a religious ritual or whatever it was okay so she had a sense of it and usually you would have a sense that no this thing is predisposing you to certain problems do you get the picture so this is what happened and you'll find that um, people who are exposed to certain kinds of um, occultism again they are prone to what various kinds of depression so that's another thing I, I, um, it's uh, important as we are learning about how to come out of these things sometimes it's important to note some um, triggers okay sometimes it's just habit and um, the habit of maybe isolationism okay can contribute to it can contribute to it because you know God made us to fellowship one with another not just to be by ourselves especially people who are of certain temperaments that are predisposed to being by themselves for long periods sometimes they experience that um, kind of um, heaviness but you have is what you what, what you're doing during the period of matters because sometimes you need to fellowship with people the Bible says iron sharpens iron okay so if iron sharpens iron it says so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend which means that if you're with someone who is cheerful the cheer will rub off on you if you're someone who is downcast morose for prolonged periods nothing can cheer them up 
that can rub off on you as well okay that can rub off on you as well there are some people who are always like um, fellowshipping around um, things that are, have to do with sadness don't be one um, such person because those kinds of things the influences can rub off on you and those things can begin to oppress you and all that um, certain environments Kenneth Hagin talked about how he was with his son Ken Ken Jr. Um, who's the the head of the ministry now um, that Kenneth Hagin is going to be with the Lord so they got to a place where there was this uh, religious cult okay and suddenly that something came on Ken Ken Jr. and he fell on the ground so Kenneth Hagin said he rebuked the devil and that was the end of that but Kenneth Hagin made a note that it was in that religious environment that place it was a cult okay and they had a um, they had their own kind of worship and rituals and everything so they were just passing through that place and maybe decided to hang out a bit or whatever and then she noticed so he noticed that but he rebuked the devil okay so is it to say that um, once you get exposed for whatever reason you should allow it to continue no it doesn't mean you should allow it to continue god has given us authority over these things and we're going to learn about our authority in christ okay another thing that um can cause or be a trigger is um, people who engage in all kinds of unwholesome sexual practices okay with other people um, especially people who don't have the light you know people who are um so those kinds of things can open up people for um, mental all kinds of mental and mood disorders okay so these are all things that and you will find such examples in the bible i've kept talking about david and the experience that he had i've talked about michael um, david's wife um, and how she had an idol a family idol which pointed directly to saul because it was king saul's daughter until david married her she was staying in the in the palace with her father then i talked about um, rachel the wife of jacob the daughter of laban okay so I said that she stole her father's gods. She wasn't going to use them for fuel, firewood, or anything. She took them because she was going to worship them, you see. And no wonder Rachel was quite depressed. She was quite depressed. You saw that she was always, you know, she had these mood issues and um, very cantankerous at times. Okay, so you can trace these things. So these are um, things that it's important to be aware of. And I said, you have to be careful of what you hear. Okay, you have to be careful of what you hear. Now, one thing that you can, uh, can also cause that depression is, I said depression is what a state of excessive and prolonged sadness sometimes it's inexplicable sometimes it's inexplicable you cannot trace it to one particular thing but maybe it's a constellation of things you can have one thing that contributes a lot to this is what you hear and i'm here i'm talking about even messages preachings i recall uh, a nurse who i worked with some years ago and she would come to the hospital and then i noticed that um, now she she was recently married, she was pregnant, but I noticed that every time she came to the hospital, she looked sad, she looked depressed, she looked unhappy. So one day, I decided to engage her a bit. So I asked her, what's going on? And she said she, she couldn't sleep at night. So I said, why don't you sleep at night? She said every time in the night, she would have a dream, and some people would show up in the dream and fight her till morning. Now, and so in the morning, she hadn't slept, and she had to wake up early and come to work. So this was quite problematic for her. So what did I do? So I wanted to find out what things she was reading okay or what kind of material she was studying because um, she was a christian and quite a religious person at that so and then i found out that i said hey, um, i found out her i saw her daily devotional it was all about fighting this and, and and burning this and destroying this and and always like was always some fight you know the uh, daily devotional i said exactly so now you get to practice in the night what you've been reading during the daytime so once you stopped that i'm um, using that particular um um, daily devotional and switched her attention to more pleasant things from the word of god that was the end of that 
um, visitation in the night. So sometimes even things that look legitimately Christian can be things that can expose people. Okay, and then another thing is what you keep hearing. If you keep, let me show you something that the Bible said. The Bible said something in Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 20. Okay. Not this, um, yeah, so let me go to verse 4 and 5. Jeremiah chapter 23 from verse 4 and 5. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more. They shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Hallelujah. He says they will not fear anymore. What's he talking about? He said, I will set up shepherds over them. Okay. And uh, the word the way he talks about putting shepherds over them is actually what? Pastors. So the word for shepherd and the word for pastor, they are essentially um, the same. So there he says, I will set up what? Shepherds over them. Okay. And then he says that the shepherds will feed the people. Right. Okay. When the shepherds feed the people, he said they will not be afraid anymore. Okay. They will not be afraid anymore and they will not be dismayed. Neither will they be lacking. And what, what, what is he talking about? That the shepherds will feed the people. What do the pastors feed the people? They feed them the word of God. And when the true gospel is presented, one, fear is eradicated, dismay is removed, and then lack is eradicated as well. So if you are hearing things that are always putting a burden on you, things that always make you feel in, insufficient, things that always make you feel like you're not good enough, you don't love God enough, you're not doing your best, and there's always not just um, periodic correction, but constant badgering, constant badgering from the pulpit that can drive people into depression. And don't underestimate the power of the pulpit. Someone said the, power, the, the pulpit can either pull you into the pit or pull you out of the pit. So if you keep hearing um, messages that are always putting burdens on you, things that you have to do so much that you have to do and virtually almost completely abnegates or completely yeah, abnegates the, uh, the, what Jesus did. The work that Jesus did is virtually nullifies it. So what you are hearing is almost as if Jesus didn't do anything. But he, Jesus only brought you to a place to now struggle for your salvation. When you keep hearing things like that, what will happen to you? You will get depressed. But when you keep hearing the true gospel of the, of the Lord, it says that these shepherds will feed the people and they will fear no more. They will not be dismayed and they will not be lacking, says the Lord. You see? So that's the goal of the, the pastor. And then he said, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved. Israel will dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. So where righteousness is preached, not the righteousness that is like condemning you and everything, but I'm talking about the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that God made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be, become the righteousness of God in him. So when you listen to that kind of message, that is telling you that Jesus is your righteousness, it takes the burden off you, and the yoke of depression is destroyed. So fear will be removed, dismay will be removed, and lack will be eradicated as well. So when, sometimes you need to audit what you've been hearing. What are the messages? Sometimes when people hear these messages, they say, yes, those are hard truths, hard truths. But remember that the Bible talks about, it says, the law was given by Moses. But then it says, grace and truth. And the word, therefore, and truth is not like end. It's more, that word is better translated with. So grace with truth. So it, it is truth that came with grace. Okay? So any truth that is outside of the grace of God is not the truth that we are talking about in the Bible. So the truth that will liberate you is the grace 
based truth of God. That shows you the sacrifice of Jesus. That shows you that he carried your burdens. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heaven laden. And said, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that's what he's talking about. So, But if you keep hearing things to the contrary, you never give enough. You never work enough. You never do enough. You don't love God enough. Your salvation is not guaranteed. If you keep hearing those things for a long period of time, it will pull you into the pit. It will pull you into the pit. 